the pit, not the palace. I'm kind of stylish. Lifestyle lavish. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Run it. Style it. I'm, I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it. Style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Came from the struggle. I had to hustle. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you have no idea um, who created this awesome track, let me help you out. This is the new hot track from the former NFL professional wide receiver who, it looks, just retired today, Antonio Brown. He released this song a couple of hours after he paused the music, after he stripped down from his jersey and undershirt, running off the field without a shirt on in like New York in the middle of December, of not December, oh my God, it's 2022 now, ran off the field, no shirt on, no jersey on, ran off the field, a couple of hours later, this is what he released. Not going to lie to you. Pretty good album. Or pretty good song so far. Anyways, usually on Sunday, we recap what happened. Is it over? Almost. Uh, we usually recap on Sunday what happened on Sunday. We're kind of going to do that. We're also going to look at playoff implications. And what really happened today that was important. Can't wait to get into it, ladies and gentlemen, with you right here. 24 so I'll start it out with uh, with the news of Antonio Brown again we're not always gonna maybe not always but we're not all gonna talk we're not gonna individually go through every single game I think it is important to go through every single game individually but that's not what we're going to do today because um, a lot of stuff happened today and a lot of stuff happened over the weekend, to be honest with you. Very excited to get into it with you on Tuesday as well because Kurt uh, Hurt Street is kind of an asshole and I kind of want to talk about it as well as uh, all the games that happened here today on Sunday as well. So um, let's talk about it. So Antonio Brown today. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to talk about the technicalities of 24's podcast and things of that nature. So before we get into something that was not scheduled for today, let me talk about something that was not scheduled for today. Did you know if you're a MacBook uh, Pro user, as my freaking arm for my microphone stand keeps on squeaking? Did you know if you're a mic, uh, if you're a MacBook Pro user, whenever you have something that uses your microphone you now have this yellow dot in the corner of your um of your computer did you know that if you're not a windows user it was essentially something that was designed for like iphones or whatever and so apple was just like yeah you know what's really really a smart idea that we can use or not that we can use but a really really smart thing that we can do for our macbook pro users essentially use technology built for an iphone uh, and put that on MacBook Pro. That's something that our freaking consumers will love without even telling our consumers what it will do. Then what they also did 
apparently this is just a glitch within their new OS because Apple is notorious for having spaghetti code. They're freaking, um, some of their like licensed software like Safari and Notes constantly shuts down in the back when I'm not using it for some weird reason. Like every single time I boot up my computer or awaken, whenever I'm doing something, not even booting up my computer, but whenever I like change from doing something um, either in Safari or Final Cut Pro or Notes or whatever, I sometimes find that my freaking apps are just not on and they've been turned off. And I'm like, why? Why? Why is that a thing, Apple? Fix your code. And I was like looking at other stuff like other computers because I'm just like, okay. I'm like, I may have to swap from Apple and then I don't know. I love Apple, but I'm just so annoyed with Apple. I use Final Cut Pro 10, which is another software. And it's just they have not worked on that software in a really, really long time. It's so unoptimized. It's ridiculous how badly optimized that piece of software is. And it's like one of the most expensive editing softwares ever. Just like you guys have not worked on this at all in like years. I can tell. Just not smooth at all. But. Anyways. It's just something that I'm very annoyed with with Apple. Because I use. I only have MacBooks. So I only use MacBooks. So I only use Apple crap. Ironically enough my phone is an Android. Anyways. Um, let's talk about something that we're that we weren't even supposed to talk about, Antonio Brown. So, about last year, defended him multiple different occasions with um, allegations that came out. Uh, read a lot of the material on it, and I was just like, I don't like some of the stuff that's being brought out. But I also preface this by saying that he is a asshole. That's very obvious. Um, specifically... Uh, one example that I have for you today is that he bought a painting of himself for charity. That's not the asshole part. Auctioned it, or he was at an auction for charity, bought a painting of himself for charity. Didn't pay the artist, which means that he did not pay the charity because I think the artist took commissions for free and her commission was going to go to a charity. And um, apparently he had tried to sleep with her asshole it's like how are you gonna not pay for something for like charity or whatever just i don't know so at around that point i was just like yeah i'm done defending him he's an asshole you know i was kind of shocked a little bit that tampa wanted him and brady wanted him but i also understood it because antonio brown is like one of the best wide receivers in the last 10 years yeah him jogging off the field literally at the end of the game and like taking, if you don't know what what happened today, a football player by the name of Antonio Brown, once again the asshole, essentially quit on quit on his team, and or retired. I would assume that it's both. He quit on his team and he retired. And I don't use the phrase quit. I find that whenever fat media journalists uh, talk about professional athletes that have trained harder and um, tried harder trained and tried harder for being a professional athlete in one year than journalists have tried and trained harder for anything else in their entire life. Like I've, I hate it whenever fat people criticize uberly athletic people, people's effort. 
But yeah, I'm going to challenge his effort because he literally took off all of his clothes and then ran out of the stadium. I've never seen that before in my entire life. And then hours later, Pit Not the Palace came out. Nice song. I heard it in passing. I haven't really delved deep into it, but I'm, yeah, it's a nice song. But yeah, he quit on his team. He retired. No team will want Antonio Brown at all. He's done. That's his That's his final. You know, he won a Super Bowl. He's probably a Hall of Fame wide receiver, or at least he should be. I don't know. He's done. What does this mean for Tampa? I don't really know, man. Tampa, Tampa beat the Jets. And I always say this. I'm like, and we'll get into a lot of the other games as well. I said like, like Tampa beat the Jets today. It wasn't like in convincing fashion. It was a struggle, man. And Brady struggled as well. And we'll get into a lot of the th- we'll get into a lot of the quarterbacks that struggled over the weekend as well. I don't know if we'll get into every single one today, but like yeah, Brady struggled today. Tampa Bay struggled against Zach Wilson. What were his numbers? Let me pull them up for you. That song is catchy. Pit not the palace. I'm pit the Michael Carter popped off for 54 yards. Zach Wilson played all right. 234, 19 of 33, one touchdown. He played all right. Ty Johnson had a touchdown. Braxton Berrios had a touchdown. I mean, they were all right. They played all right. They're the Jets. They're not supposed to win games. But I was kind of shocked that the final score was 28 to 24 and the Jets were leading for huge portions of that game. Like, they scored 11 of 28 in the fourth quarter, bro. Like, it was not a pretty game. And I kind of had this thought, dude, I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. You know, I just don't know. Some people are going to say Green Bay. I hold your breath on that. Don't hold your breath on that. Or whatever the phrase is. I don't know who's going to come out of the NFC. I still feel whoever's going to come out of the NFC will win the Super Bowl. But yikes, is it... It's hard. It's it's a really weird year this year. Where it's just like... I don't like any of the contenders right now. And let's kind of get into it. Let's start off with kind of one of the bigger disappointments of the day in Dallas. Dallas's offense regressed once again. The defense played well enough to win. Don't care what anyone says. Um, yeah, the referees missed an obvious fumble, but Dak had an obvious fumble that led to an additional three points. Greg Zerline missed a chip shot of a field goal that would have tied up the game. And I mean, Dallas was close. Dallas's offense was anemic. Once again, there was a shit ton of batted balls. Couldn't establish the run. Once again, Chandler Jones beat the crap out of Tyron Smith. It is getting close to Tyron Smith's final year in Dallas. Not afraid to say that. Connor Williams regressed once again. Like, literally all of the problems that Dallas had had offensively had kind of come back to haunt them. Drop passes, um, bad passes, you know, shady offensive line play, shady blocking. Like, it was a weird game, man. And then they were still, like, within three points of still beating the Cardinals. Kyler wasn't great. 
Like, I was kind of shocked at, like, how many mistakes. A shit ton of penalties as well. Like, this isn't necessarily me being uberly positive about Dallas and uberly negative about uh, the Cardinals, but, like, the Cardinals, man... I, I was shocked at how reliant they were on the running game and how little Kyler uh, was able to kind of pop off. Yeah, they had some big plays, and yeah, they kind of tried to attack downfield a couple of times, but still, it, it's one of the weirdest things that I've seen all year where Kyler, he's an awesome pocket-passing quarterback, but for some weird reason, they don't use him in that way for some weird reason, at least for me. But then... On top of Kyler, Dak and the Cowboys don't really attack downfield whatsoever. So it's a lot of quick gaming. It's a lot of short passes. And I want, and I get, and I talked about it a little bit earlier in a couple of weeks ago, um, the shell coverage concept, right? Teams now play the two deep safety look, two deep safeties. They defend against deep passes. Dallas wants to throw deep occasionally. And it's just like, I don't know why Kellen just doesn't have deep, crossing routes over the middle of the field a little bit more consistently when they see these uh two deep shell concepts at least for me he showed a lot of innovation but he is showing very little adaptation i just see the exact same looks over and over and over again and i'm like that's not what you're supposed to do kellen Um, Dallas's defense was fine. They played all right. Cardinals defense played all right. I have a feeling the Cardinals aren't going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. I have a feeling Dallas probably isn't either. I feel like this was their biggest game. And I feel like this is the game that everybody's going to be like, yep, this is the game that they should have won and they should have, you know, showed out what they could have done and da 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 da. But they didn't and so this is who they are i feel like this is what that game is um even though dak played like relatively well he had like three touchdowns one turnover like his statistics are a lot more deceiving than you would think they were close to winning too yeah uh 105.8 passer rating 63 percent 226 three touchdowns like they were close they were really really close so, it is what it is. Dallas lost, Cardinals won. A little bit sad about that, to be honest with you. But, you know, it is what it is. Anything else about that game? Oh, yeah, Dallas, because they lost, Rams and the Bucks won. Dallas reverts back to the fourth seed, but they've clinched the division already, so they're fine as a football team. Bengals versus Chiefs was like an also an interesting game. If you, uh, I mean, I it's been, you know, a couple of days since I saw you, but Happy New Year. If you didn't get to see the Rose Bowl, yikes, you missed a treat. Again, we'll talk about it more on Tuesday, but essentially it was a track meet, okay? And uh, one of the track stars on the field on Saturday, his name was Jackson Smith Najigba who had like 342 yards of, uh, of receiving yards. It was ridiculous, okay? Ridiculous. And I felt that the Bengals game was essentially another iteration of that, the Bengals versus the Chiefs, specifically because 
Uh, Freaking Joe Burrow only missed nine attempts. 30 of 39, 446 yards, four touchdowns. And Jamar Chase had 11 receptions, 266 yards, 24.2 yards per catch, three touchdowns. He was a freaking monster. And as I was watching this game early on on, uh, on Sunday, I thought to myself, I was just like, so first and foremost, Bengals, I think they clinched their division, right? If I'm not mistaken, it doesn't matter. They've, they've essentially won. Lamar hasn't played in weeks. He's probably, they should bench him. They, they should just wave the white flag. Don't even play for the playoffs. Just be like, Hey, all of our players are hurt. Played as well as we could almost went to the playoffs. Just concede. Rest your players, get healthy for next year. Make a push next year. Uh, Ravens had a phenomenal year. Don't care what anyone else says. When you win with as many injuries as they've had this upcoming, or not this upcoming, but this past season where, like, offensive linemen go down, defensive linemen, you know, all of your high top-paid players, your corners, your running backs, everybody gets hurt. Wide receivers get hurt. Everybody got hurt. Quarterback got hurt. When all that stuff happens, you deserve a little bit of space. Don't really care what people say. Ravens played awesome. Tip of the cap to the Ravens. Rest your quarterback. Pay him a bajillion dollars. You got a real one. Okay? Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about Joey B and um, and the Bengals. Okay? Watch the game. Joe was awesome. Joe really outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Just freaking took the top off the defense constantly. Jamar Chase made some of the best catches consistently of the year. Awesome job by the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And I wrote down in my journal, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit on Tuesday. Once again, a little bit of tease for Tuesday's show. Joe Burrow for MVP. Just going to say it. Just going to, why not? Why not? Some people are going to tell me Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to rattle off a list of his statistics. Listen, bro. um, Bengals suck, okay? What I mean by Bengals suck, I don't mean the players or the team. I mean the coaches, bro. I saw... Six plays at the one-yard line that the Bengals couldn't cash in for six with Joe Mixon in the backfield. And there are so many times where I will see Zach Taylor inexplicably, sorry for the microphone squeak, inexplicably take the football out of Joe Burrow's hands and put them into somebody else's hands or not put them in the hot hand. But when he gets out of his own way and he lets Joe Burrow operate, that's when Joe Burrow can resurrect him from the dead as if he was Jesus Christ himself crafting and creating miracles every single Sunday. I mean, Joe Burrow's the guy. He's, I, I feel like he's the MVP until somebody else tells me different. Because to me, the Bengals beating the Chiefs, it makes them a Super Bowl contender. Like if the Cowboys beat the Cardinals... I would have felt way more, even even if, even like, let's say the fumble, the refs caught it, Cowboys recovered, which they did, Dak goes down, they kick a field goal, they win the game, bada bing, bada boom, they get off the field with a win, 11, 12 and 4, excuse me, not 11 and 5, 12 and 4, like I would have felt, oh, okay, Dallas is a Super Bowl contender, Chiefs, Versus the Bengals, I felt was that I felt was the AFC's version of the Cardinals versus the Cowboys, and you know the team that should not have won the game won the game. 
Joe Burrow was under pressure. He was under duress. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Spagnola were trying to decapitate him on every single play. His offensive line did not block very well today. Joe Burrow iced it out. One of the final possessions of the game made sure Patrick Mahomes literally had no time left. Game-winning field goal by Joe Burrow. Multiple multiple plays where essentially the Bengals... I mean, really, it was, it was terrible play design by Zach Taylor. Oh, my God. So essentially what happened at the end of the game was there was like a minute 30, minute 20 left in the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow and the Bengals roll down football field. Get right on the one-yard line. They run like six plays, I think, at the one-yard line. Joe Burrow, by the way, got hurt. He wasn't even on the game to take the kneel down and uh, clock the ball so that way the kicker can go out there and win the game. But Joe, not even Joe, excuse me, Zach dialed up some of the dumbest plays ever. Quarterback sneaks with Joe Burrow. Joe's mobile, but I don't want Joe Burrow to take a sneak. You want somebody big, burly, who can extend across the goal line. I think Joe is like 6'1", 6'2". He's not a short guy, but I mean... You want somebody who's big, who's powerful, you know, so that way, like, say, like somebody like, uh, like, like Dak or Cam or even a guy like Tom. If, he, if he's not big and powerful, you want him to be lengthy so that way he can extend across the goal line. Or you can just hand the football off to your running back on the one yard line. Peyton Manning had a great quote about it. He's just like, listen, man, we can't. If we cannot get one yard in four plays, we don't deserve to win the game. And I felt like when the game was winding down and the Bengals got lucky with multiple penalties that went against the Kansas City Chiefs, rightfully so, I felt that the Bengals got lucky and because of the Chiefs' mistakes, they overcame Zach Taylor's own stupidity. And I feel like Joe, for years to come, is going to kind of mask how terrible Zach Taylor is as a head coach and as well as a offensive coordinator, and he'll be limited to um, to what Zach Taylor doesn't get in the way of. So I'm very, very excited to see Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals play in the playoffs. Trey Hendrickson, got a nice long look at him again. Love Trey Hendrickson. Shout out, former New Orleans Saints. Saint, excuse me, current uh, Cincinnati Bengal. He's awesome. He's one of the best pass rushers in the, in the NFL. Check this out. Like, zero sacks allowed by the Chiefs, four allowed by the Bengals. Bengals won, by the way. Just like, I don't get it. Can we can we draft Rashawn Slater? I mean, eh, I don't know. I was about to say, can we draft Rashawn Slater? But it's just like, the guy who they drafted just had 226 yards. Maybe I should stop bitching about Rashawn Slater to the Bengals. As I drink my ice-cold lemonade. You know, it's funny how the weather works. I woke up today sweating, humid, dry. Not dry, but just wet. Wet everywhere. Then I get all these weather reports. Winter weather coming in. Winter weather. It was like 80 degrees for like the holidays. And then the day after New Year's, you know, today, technically yesterday, because it's January 3rd now, but technically yesterday, cold snap happens. 
and it's like 23 degrees outside. It's ridiculous. It's like I had to turn on the heater. It's hot. Like, finally. I've been waiting for this for like three weeks. Thank you. Sorry. Um, anyways. Tip of the cap to the Bengals. Tip of the cap to the Chiefs. Tip of the cap to the Cardinals. Shockingly enough, tip of the cap to the Eagles. Eagles are now in the playoffs. Let me pull up the standings here. So the Eagles, they clinched with a win against Washington and the Vikings loss against the Packers. I'm watching that game right now. Eagles won. They're 9-7. and seven. Can I raise my hand and say something interesting? Nick Sirianni, pretty good head coach, isn't he? Right? It's weird to say that, isn't it? Because the Eagles, I mean, they've won enough games to qualify for the playoffs. It's more than the 49ers can say. 49ers haven't clinched yet. Eagles do because of tiebreakers. I don't know. I like Eagles have done a pretty solid job overall. Jalen Hurts, they're short staffed, right? Jalen Hurts, pretty awesome quarterback. Devontae Smith, offensive line has had some deficiencies. They've picked it up on the defense. I don't know. I don't I don't mind where the Eagles are at right now. Eagles are a weird team, right? They're a contender kind of. Playoff contender, not Super Bowl contender. Playoff contender, right? They're going to the playoffs. Playoffs? I just hope we won a game. Who would have thought that the Cowboys and the Eagles would have won the division? Oh, wait, I did. Because I literally said uh, the Cowboys are winning the NFC East. The Washington football team is an overrated football team. And the Giants are nowhere close. I remember people were talking about the Giants winning the division. Potentially. Just saying. But yes, the Eagles, they beat the Washington football team in really what was a close game. And um, their, Taylor Heineke put on his best performance of the last month. It just so happened that it was not good enough whatsoever. And even though it was his best performance, he still didn't throw a touchdown and threw one interception. So it is what it is. But hey, tip of the cap to the Eagles. Tip of the cap to the Dolphins as well, even though the Dolphins did not play well tonight. 34-3, Tua with one interception, probably a bajillion sacks. Yep, and a fumble loss. Yep. Here's the thing about Tua. Okay, for everybody that wants to jump on his back, here's the thing about Tua and the Dolphins, okay? Dolphins, and specifically Tua, needs they need an offensive line. Tua needs help at the offensive line. Uh, you cannot run out Liam Eichenberg and whoever the hell his right tackle is. Uh, I saw bits and pieces of that game. I did not see the complete package. But Tua needs help. He gets somebody who actually knows quarterbacks to work with him. He was almost, he was 50%. He was below 50% from the field today in one of the most important games of the season. Dolphins are now 8-8 eight and eight after, I think, winning seven straight. Figure it out, bro. Brian Flores, this is your job, okay? And if they bail on Tua for Deshaun Watson, hey, you know, band-aid over a bullet hole. You guys need offensive line help. Tua's one of the better quarterbacks that you guys have had in the last 20 years. Get over it. 
figure it out. But tip of the cap to the Dolphins and specifically Tua for dealing with all the crap and getting none of the credit. Anyways, um, talked about, kind of broached the subject of playoff standings and things of that nature. Let's kind of look into some of those playoff standings. So, awesome job by the Patriots, by the way. Mac Jones, everybody saying, oh, Mac Jones sucks. Mac Jones sucks. Mac Jones doesn't have an arm 24. You can't draft a quarterback who's not athletic. I'll play Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a Jacksonville Jaguar 24. You can't. You can't talk about Mac Jones when he's on a better football team. I'll play Trey Lance. In Cincinnati, or excuse me, not Cincinnati, in San Francisco now, didn't he? Hung 50 on Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Hire yourself a head coach before you have to get the Bears involved. I'm a little bit juiced up today. I apologize. What? I'm sick of my microphone squeaking all the time. Anyways. Can you hear that? Hold on. Yes, you can. Just, I don't know what that is. My microphone stand never used to do that. Now it does it all the time. I'm like, do I need to put some, there it goes again. Do I need to put some oil on it? Like what, what do I need to do to make you stop squeaking and moving all the time? I like my micro, my microphone stand it's like oil powered or gas powered or something like that. So it sometimes like if I put it in a specific spot or whatever, it'll just constantly spring up. I think I may need like something heavier to like pin it down. I don't know. But it just always just naturally springs itself up and I have no idea how to fix it. Anyways, um, apologize. But um, what was I talking about before? <clears throat> Oh, yeah, Mac Jones and the Patriots and how they qualified for the playoffs today. Tip of the cap. Patriots are going to be a deadly football team. Patriots are one game behind. The Bills are actually, they're tied. Uh, do they play each other? No, 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 no. Who do they play? Patriots play up against the Dolphins in Miami next weekend. Patriots are going up against Miami. Patriots versus the Bills. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Not Patriots versus the Bills. Patriots versus Miami. Sorry. Bills are going up against the Jets. Patriots, really, really awesome season. 10 wins. Tip of the cap. Great job. Great job uh, to the Patriots. Once again, outstanding job. Josh Allen, for like a hot minute, struggled against the Falcons. Like three interceptions. 11 of 26, 120 against the Falcons. By the way, Cal Pitts is like the first wide, not wide receiver, first tight end to uh, to get to 1,000 yards in his rookie season. He looks to be a fantastic football player that is on a very crappy Atlanta Falcons team, so we'll see how that turns out. But the Bills, they didn't look as sharp as I definitely wanted them to be. Not as sharp as the Chargers and the Raiders. Raiders, after kind of and the and the Chargers and the Raiders especially, they're two interesting playoff teams. Nine and seven and nine and seven for both teams, potentially border uh, borderline in the playoffs right now. They're 
they're kind of stuck in this weird place. Let's see, who do they play? Oh, they play up against each other next weekend. Final game of the season. Love it. The NFL is like, ooh, drama. Two divisional rivals playing one against one another for playoff seed, and it'll probably be one or the other that goes to the playoffs. The Colts are 9-7 and seven as well. So if the Colts uh, lose against... Oh, no, they, they play up against the Jags. They're not going to lose against the Jags. <laughs> but the Colts are going up against the Jags next week. They're the only other 9-7 and seven team. So, listen, we'll probably... It's going to be... We have four... We have five teams for the AFC. We have the four divisional leaders, the Tennessee Titans, the Cincinnati Bengals, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Buffalo Bills slash New England Patriots. Neither one has clinched the division yet. We'll see what happens next week. Probably be the Bills, by the way. But um, out of those four teams, you have whoever whoever loses, whoever wins the division for the AFC East, the opposite team will will be the wild card team. So it will probably be the Patriots who's going to be the wild card team. However, Chargers and the Raiders are the other two teams that are probably going to make it to the playoffs as well as potentially maybe the Colts as well because they're all 9-7. and seven, And unless the Colts lose next week and the Chargers lose, then the Chargers, or, or I don't know how the tiebreaker works, the Raiders lose next week. They, they're in because of the tiebreaker, I guess, against the Chargers, or not the Chargers, the Colts. I don't know. Still befuddled by it. But, yes, Chargers and the Raiders, interesting game next week. They're both 9-7. and seven. They both have chances of going to the playoffs. We shall see what happens. Chiefs are still the one seed. Bengals are very close. We will see. As well as the Titans. Titans are the, I think the Titans are actually the one seed because the uh, the Chiefs lost today and because of, I guess, the tiebreaker or whatever, technically the Titans are the winner of the conference right now and then the Chiefs are going to have to go on the bye week. I am not sure. We will see. Anything else about those teams? Yeah, looks like um, unless the Browns win tomorrow, Brown, which I think will happen. I want to change my pick from the Browns because I do not like Baker Mayfield so much. Browns are like the worst team in the AFC North, which is so weird because they're probably one of the healthiest, one of the best in the AFC and they're like they're 8 and 8 or technically right now they're 7 and 8 but obviously with the loss probably coming tomorrow I picked the Browns but the more I go from the more I like get into the Browns the more I'm just like dude I don't like the Browns at all I just don't like the Browns cuz it's just like I just don't like Baker <laughs> I'm just I don't like Baker Mayfield dude I just don't like him at all It's like the more I get the more I, like, get close to it, or not close to it, but the more I freaking, like, what am I? I'm watching Joe Burrow celebrate his divisional win. Yeah, and by the way, you should celebrate your divisional win. People want to be like, they don't hand out championships for winning the division. They do hand out home games, though. Home playoff games. Like, the Raiders have never had a home playoff game in, like, 20 years. Shut up. Bengals haven't. Shut up. Just saying. Shut up. 
Anyways, um, yeah, the Bra- I was going on a rant about how much I dislike Baker Mayfield and how abominable he is as a football player. Yeah, I mean, do I trust Baker Mayfield? I trust Kareem Hunt and I trust Nick Chubb to carry Baker Mayfield, but at the exact same time, Kevin Stefanski has also like just thrown away the game and has essentially been like, yeah, hey, uh, Baker, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to have you throw a bajillion passes over and over and over again, even though our running backs are getting like seven yards of carry. It's like, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not too happy with Baker and the Browns. I predicted they were going to be a playoff contender and a potential Super Bowl contender this year. I mean, do you see them making it to the playoffs? I don't. Playing on Monday Night Football, I'm very excited because that's the Manning broadcast. Cannot wait, but Browns, man, they they sure go out of their way to piss me off, man. God, goodness gracious. Holy Toledo. Cowboys, 11-5, and five, bottom of the, um, of the rankings right now. I think they would have a rematch, ironically enough, with the Cardinals. Because they're the fourth seed, and the, uh, the and then they would go on to Lambeau. Or whoever was the top-rated seed or whatever. Or, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I don't know. It's like the Cowboys, because they're the fourth seed in the conference, not the two-seed, they would go up against Lambeau, or... They would go, uh, I mean, it just, it just depends. The Lambeau game would be interesting, though. But the Cowboys right now, it looks like they would have their rematch at AT&T against Kyler in the playoffs, which would be a very interesting football game. Dak even said, we'll see him later. Okay, Dak. Okay. Eagles, once again, great job by the Eagles making it to the playoffs. Rams, dude. Rams are so weird, man. I was watching a little bit of the box score and the game. I was watching, like, both. There is no team that I worry about more than the Rams. There's, like, no team, man. Like, I kind of know who the Cowboys are. I'm not, like, really that worried about in the playoffs, like, super worried. I'm really concerned with the Rams. Because Matt Stafford, because I feel like the Cowboys, I mean, I said it before, I don't think the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl this year. But it's like the Rams, I feel like, could. But the Rams, man, it's Stafford. He threw like three interceptions against the Baltimore Ravens. I think one was like a pick six. He fumbled again. He had four turnovers and like, what was it, like one touchdown or something like that, right? Yeah, three interceptions, one touchdown, 21 of 37. Like, Sony Michelle had to pop off for, like, 27 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown to essentially bail them out of the loss. I couldn't believe how bad... Oh, no, that was... um. Excuse me, that was the Vikings game. The Rams versus the Ravens. Oh, yeah, he's played like crap all for, like, the last three weeks, man. Like, multiple turnovers... The Rams has had to, to, to like, overcome his bad play pretty consistently. Like, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I just don't understand it. Maybe not I don't understand it. I mean, I obviously do. 
But it's just one of those things that I look at and I'm just like, I don't think Matt Stafford and the Rams are a Super Bowl contender until further notice. And whereas the, like the Cowboys are going to go up against the Cardinals more likely than not. Okay, so Tampa will get a home playoff game. Rams, Cowboys, Cardinals are, going, are a wild card seed right now. Eagles are going in, and then it looks like it may be the Saints. So it's like you could actually have some some issues in the wild card round for certain teams. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things I look at as I'm like, man, some of these games, man, they don't look good at all for certain football teams. But. Mm. We'll see. Anything else? I kind of just wanted to talk about the standings and the rankings and stuff like that. Anything else? Oh, yeah, 49ers. I got to talk about Trey Lance. Trey Lance played relatively well today. Like, for a hot minute, it did not look good, and I was fully prepared. I was <laughs> I was preparing his casket. I was like, I am going to bury this kid. And, uh, no, he pulled out. He played very well. 16 of 23, 249 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He played rel- He played really well today. Played great. I'll say that. Played great. Didn't freaking miss all of his throws. Shanahan didn't let him throw a lot as well. That's kind of a part of it. Kept the Saints or the 49ers in playoff contention. Question is, Jimmy apparently needs... I think I think the 49ers, like, after this season and after this game are like, yeah, Jimmy, we're done. We're done. We're fine. I think the other main worry is, like, are you fine? Or not fine. Well, I think, like, the other main worry now is, like, it's, it's not Trey Lance. It's, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, how do you move off of him? How do you try and sell somebody – on like a used, beat up smart car. It's like nobody wants that. Or a used, beat up Hummer. It's like nobody wants a Hummer. Hummer is like the most gaudy, dumbest vehicle ever. It's like the worst thing to own. Terrible gas mileage. Just big SUV. Better, there's better SUVs. You know how like, um, I remember I, I had these shoes, right? When I was in high school. They were like $100 shoes. One of the most important lessons that I ever learned in my life. Like $100 sneakers, $100 shoes. They were called Aldo. I think they're these uh, these like retail company, this retail company or whatever, Aldo, right? Apparently, they're from Montreal. I just Googled them, by the way. And my dad had like, <clears throat> my dad had like bought a bunch of, their shoes or whatever because i guess they were like designer and um the shoes that i had worn were like hundred dollar sneakers and they were so fucking terrible the ends the insoles were like these weird like like i i had 70 or 80 dollar sneaker shoes or not sneakers skateboarding shoes that were like better they had better traction they were stylish they were vans i still own them they're like i mean they're they're downstairs but i mean I was about to say they're like right behind me and I still own them and they still look nice. Maybe not look nice, but they still are nice. They're a great wear. 
And it's just like, I freaking remember my shitty Aldo sneakers that were more expensive and were supposed to be designer, but they weren't as stylish. They didn't feel as good. They didn't look as good. They weren't functionally as good. And I was just like, oh, some shit is just overpriced garbage that, you know, that there are cheaper versions of my watch. My watch is a Seiko. It's like a hundred dollars. There's like watches that cost $500 that aren't as good. Long story short, there's sometimes, um, there's, there's some stuff that is overpriced garbage that you actually don't really need or, um, or should own and is just overpriced. And that's kind of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just like, how do you sell somebody on an overpriced piece of crap that really nobody needs or owns? And that's going to kind of be the, uh, the struggle that the um that the 49ers are going to have to um are going to have to like figure out they're going to have to figure out like how do we how do we figure out how to get rid of this guy I'm like I I don't know you guys are going to have to figure that one out but no um Jimmy is terrible he's hard again I don't know man I just I don't know how he, how he goes and does anything of relevance after this season, if I'm 100% honest with you. I felt like he shouldn't have gotten the starting job this year, so you know how I felt about, you know, I like, I mean, I don't even think I feel like I need to describe how I feel about him next year going into a season. I'm like, back up. Back up. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, people loved him for years. So it wouldn't be like that big of a surprise if somebody was like, yes, yes, Jimmy, come, 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 come. We love you. Come, come, come. We want you on our football team, Jimmy. Jimmy, come here. Come here. It's like, oh, my God. That's how I feel that some people treat Jimmy Garoppolo and other people. God. I don't like dogging on somebody in their career but it's just like dude like come on bro like can we just admit that Jimmy Garoppolo is just not a very good quarterback and then can we just start evaluating good better quarterbacks please and thank you please dear god anyways uh what else what else do I have for you today oh yeah I gotta talk about this and again, we're not going to go over every single game, even though we kind of have, to be honest with you. Yeah, we kind of have. The only game that I haven't talked about is the Bears and the Giants, and I'll save that for Tuesday. Among, like, kind of giving a little bit more in-depth analysis on some of the other things. I love how, like, for the past 17 minutes, I've essentially been like, okay, the podcast is winding down. Here we go. And then I add something else to it. Um, Listen, man, I saw... The Saints versus the Packers today. Um, don't really know how Matt Rule and his team and his front office is going to end up and wind uh, wind up or whatever, uh, whatever they're going to be. Don't really know. I feel like this is the um, the game that shouldn't have been eighteen to ten. I've said it. I predicted 
If you remember on Friday, you probably didn't because I cover a lot of stuff. So I don't blame you if you didn't or if you didn't watch the podcast on Friday. But podcast on Friday made game day predictions for the weekend. And I talked about how I was just like, I know that the Saints are going to have like a third string backup or a second string or fourth string. I don't know where on the depth chart Taysom Hill falls. But he's not Jameis Winston, and certain days, Sean Payton probably likes Trevor Simeon. And so, Taysom is that dude that came up, and they could not beat a backup with Sam Darnold. And I heard throughout the week that Sam Darnold was going to start, potentially, or whatever, and, you know, like, it, it got, like, miscommunicated. I think Cam was supposed to play or whatever, but he didn't, obviously, and... Or did he? Yeah, he did. He, he was in on one of those gadget plays. But it was more along the lines that Sam Darnold was going to be the primary passer of the quarterback. And, I mean, everything has just gone in disaster for the Carolina Panthers. Terrace Marshall Jr. has essentially evaporated with DJ Moore, you know, Christian McCaffrey. It seems like their entire offense is reliant on Christian McCaffrey, and there's no nuance, no structure to their offense without Christian McCaffrey popping off for like a 1,000 yards both wide receiving and and running the football. It's just ridiculous how unprepared the Carolina Panthers are week in, week out. Like, some people may be questioning how well Sean Payton is. Like, everybody wants to talk about Sean Payton or whatever, but Sean Payton's 8-8. Eight eight. Sean Payton's 8-8. Eight eight. Panthers, Sean Payton's 8-8 eight eight without his star receiver, with Drew Brees retiring, um, with Alvin Kamara being hurt all the time, Sean Payton's eight and eight. Offensive line has been inconsistent, hurt, injuries, COVID, out. He's just like, I'll just win football games. Eight and eight. They're probably not going to be in the playoffs, but they're outside of the playoffs right now. They can still get into the playoffs next week. Carolina Panthers, we know for a fact, are going to be a top ten drafting football team next year. So. Whenever people want to, I, I dislike whenever people give unfair, and I use that term and I use that word not loosely, but I do say it pretty consistently because people want to freaking, you know, they want to give chances to guys that, in my opinion, have not deserved these chances whatsoever. But for some ungodly reason, dudes want to give chances to Matt Rule and tell me that he's a great mind and he's a great this and he's a great that. And it's just like, bro, I haven't seen anything that I've been sold on or that I was told that I was going to be sold on. It's not a great play caller or play designer. It's not structural at all. I don't I don't really don't understand it. Somebody's got to explain this one to me. <clears throat> so... Not a big fan of the Carolina Panthers right now. Five and 11. Five and fucking 11. What a joke. Saints are still a great team. But what a joke, man. Holy smokes. So I'm so annoyed with the Saints. Not with the Saints, excuse me, but with the Panthers. So annoyed with the Panthers.
They go up against the NFC West and the AFC, maybe South or something like that. Maybe North. I don't know. So it's just like, unless something miraculous happens, they're probably not going to make it to the playoffs. And then it's going to be like, oh, this is the third year of Matt Rule not making it to the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey is one year older and he's one more year close to like retirement, essentially, because he's not the same dude. He's not the same dude now. So it's just like, I mean, what's the pa- what's the plan, Carolina? What's the plan? Are you going to go out and get a quarterback? Are you going to try and take a shot at Aaron? Are you going to go out and get Russ? What exactly are you planning on doing? God, I hate Carolina so fucking much. They really, Jake Tapper really irks me with his selection process of his, um, of his coach, of Matt Rule. Day fucking one. I don't understand why he hired him. Don't understand it. Day one. I was just like, this is a bad hire. Don't know who this guy is. I'm from Texas, so I know the sexual assault allegations claims that were very much founded, the very predatory nature of, like, the coaches. Apparently the coaches, right, if you don't know scandals at Baylor, I may be getting some stuff wrong, but don't quote, so don't quote me on this. Apparently some of the coaches at Baylor, and this is before Matt Rule got there, apparently how they recruited players was, was essentially... They said, hey, uh, players, you come to our school, we have prostitutes for you. Which is kind of illegal. But that's how they recruited going to Baylor. Okay? Just like, apparently players had sexually assaulted girls on campus. And there is apparently a cover-up. Again, I may be getting some of this stuff wrong. And apparently there is a cover-up by the Baylor Athletic Administration, a lot of people got fired, including the former head coach. So then Baylor goes in, they get the quarter, not the quarterback, the head coach from Temple, a.k.a. Matt Rule, and he goes in and quote-unquote fixes the program. Here's the thing. I could have done that. I could have been like, you, 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 fired. I will hire freaking high school head coaches And we will get the job done. And by the job done, because he never went to the college football playoffs, he never beat Ohio State, not Ohio State, Oklahoma, in college football. The guy that replaced his replacement beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. That guy beat freaking Oklahoma without Lincoln Riley, I think. Was it with it? No, it was with Lincoln Riley, excuse me. In Baylor, by the way. In Waco, Texas. But... I could have essentially, my point is, I could have essentially done what Matt Rule did in Baylor. I could have fired my entire staff, chastised my old regime, and then told my players, hey, players, don't be assholes. Especially to the girls on campus, especially to intoxicated girls on campus who cannot consent to sexual intercourse. Maybe I could, like, maybe that's, maybe, maybe we're just setting the bar really, really low as a society. But I mean, I could have done that. I'm not going to give him brownie points for telling his players not to be assholes. So, yeah, I'm a little bit pissed off that a guy that essentially did the lowest common denominator gets the highest of praises uh, in Matt Rule. But, yeah, I'm a little bit fired up today uh, because Matt Rule is being clapped uh, or applauded, excuse me, as if he's the next great head coach in the NFL, college head coach, and he has been everything 
but that he has been an absolute cataclysmic disaster and he is about to be fired or he's about to get the credentials for being fired uh, next year when he more likely than not in a very tough division once again doesn't fucking make it to the playoffs. And I have to reiterate this once again, folks. Did not mean for this to turn into a Matt Rule thing at the end. Matt Rule, I my I almost broke my finger last night. It's still swollen and sore. My 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 pinky finger on my right hand, and I slammed my right hand on my freaking chair, my office chair. But it's just like this is how bad Matt Rule is. Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. I didn't like his scheme in Tennessee. He gets three years. One year, he got seven wins. Seven wins. Okay? Seven wins. Want my honest opinion about it? Worse, way worse roster than Carolina. Let me look up Carolina's. Did they not? Have they never won 10 games in a season since he's gotten there? He better than... Not 10 wins, excuse me. Five wins. Or seven. He, my, sorry. Let me clarify. Has Matt Rule won seven games in a regular season since he got there? Please tell me yes, or else my head is going to explode. And I may have to spend more time than I want to on Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. Please tell me that he has seven wins in a season. Take a shot. Take a guess. By my reaction, does he have 10 wins in a season? Take a guess. Do you think he has 10 wins in a... Not 10 wins, 5 wins. 5 wins in a season. 5 wins. I'm going to... Can I spend a little bit more time on this? I've been meaning to end the podcast for like the last 30 minutes and I just... I just find more stuff. Can I just talk about... Give me give me five to ten minutes. Just give me five to ten minutes. Five to ten minutes. Matt Rule is five and 11. Okay? Last year, he was five and 11. This year, who does he go up against on the final game of the season? Who does he go up against? He goes up against Tampa. He will probably be five and 12. Because we added in an extra game, so he will lose another game. What? Where is the progress? Where is the progress? Where is the advancement? I don't see it. I don't know where it is. Somebody needs to tell me where it is. Cause I don't. I don't really see it. Five and eleven, two consecutive years. We already know that for a fact. He could. What? He could make his. His record worse by being five and twelve. And ladies and gentlemen, I was going to get to the point of Arthur Smith has only been in the NFL for sixteen games, and he has more wins in a regular season than Matt Rule by two games. And for like the last two to three weeks until last weekend, where he fell to who did he lose to? I forgot who the who they lost to, or they may have beaten the Detroit Lions last week. Oh no, excuse me, they lost. Yes, they did beat the Detroit Lions last week. This weekend on Sunday, yesterday technically, they lost to the Bills. That's no problem. They lost two weeks ago or three weeks ago technically against the 49ers. That's fine as well. But they beat the Panthers. 
and then they lost to the Bucks. I'm fine with those losses. Seven wins, ladies and gentlemen. Seven wins. Seven on a way worse roster. Seven. Sean Payton, four quarterbacks. A ridiculous amount of dysfunction. Michael Thomas gets a surgery at the at the beginning, essentially, of the offseason. Excuse me, at the end of the offseason almost. A month before he's supposed to show up to training camp, he doesn't get the he gets the surgery. He's out for the entirety of the season. Alvin Kamara, injuries. Jameis Winston, injuries. Offensive line, deficient. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Saints, playoff contention. Falcons, for a, for a hot minute, playoff contention. Tampa Bay, one player. Tom Brady, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Carolina, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Terrace Marshall Jr., Robbie Anderson. They got CJ Henderson. They got Stefan Gilmore. Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, boys, dogs, men, wolves, players. They got players. Chuba Chuba Hubbard, however you say his first name and his last name, because I say both of them wrong all the time. Dogs. Five fucking wins, two consecutive years. Joe Brady's an awesome offensive coordinator. Matt Rule's a great head coach. I I don't understand it. I just, I don't understand it. They've gotten worse. They were the second worst team in their division last year. They are the worst team in their division last year. Their division has gotten better. The NFC has gotten better. They've lost six straight. They were hot. Now they're not. Remember when they won three games in a row and everybody said they have the best statistical defense in the NFL and I called them out for it and then they lost against the Cowboys and then their loss streak essentially started. Remember that? I remember that. Remember that clear as day. Joke. What? What a fucking joke. Anything else I got to say about the god-awful Carolina Panthers? May as well have kept Ron Rivera. They've been 5-11 and 11 since 2019. Third year going to 5-11. and 11. They have not won eight games in five fucking years almost. Since 2017 when they were 11-5. and five. That was the last time they won fucking eight games in a season. They've gone four consecutive years without winning eight games. Next year will probably be the fifth. Oh, oh my God. I could go on all night about the freaking Carolina Panthers and how absolutely anemic they are, but I will not take up any more of your marvelous time thank you so much for tuning in thank you for allowing me to rant about carolina for like 10 minutes just 
I'm so annoyed with Carolina. We'll we'll catch up some of the other things that have been happening um, across the league on Tuesday. On Tuesday is when we'll show up once again. Um, on Tuesday, not today. On Tuesday. Anyways, I'll pe- I'm peacing out. I'll see you Tuesday. I'll watch the Manning cast tomorrow. See you Tuesday. We'll have some fun on Tuesday. All right, 24th podcast.